right, welcome everybody. Normally we've got the ripple effect, uh, but this time of year we're taking a quick break, and instead of that we're going to be doing an Oscars preview special. And with me now I have uh, the editor in chief of the onstage blog, Chris Peterson. Hello, hello. And a special contributor, um, CFO, the man behind the behind the curtain. The money. Uh, Greg Here comes the money. The money. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that intro, welcome. Thank you. Greetings. Uh, and so your, now your check, I, your check is in the mail, Ken. For that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't actually know what your title was, so I just started, tried to make stuff up. <laughs> so, uh, without any further ado, I'm going to hand off the hosting duties. To Chris Peterson, and are we sure? Are, am I the, am I the permanent host? Or are you going to change your mind in, in ten minutes, like from hosting? <laughs> or am <laughs> yes, I am actually? I the... uh, sorry, Kevin, Chris, we're Kevin, canceling. We did have Kevin Hart uh, on to host this podcast. <laughs> this but... could be a hostless podcast. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. He was there available apparently. By the way, I think I, I'm going to start calling Greg uh, the consigliere of uh, on stage blog. I think okay. yep. I, I I just think it's it, you know I, I just get that image of Robert Duvall in The Godfather when I well that's that's better than the Saul Goodman of uh, <laughs> there you go uh, thank you yeah. there you go so yeah so folks this is where we talk about the Oscars and this is the first time we're doing this podcast because Greg uh, Kenny and I are basically self proclaimed Oscar experts I mean we have been wagering and betting on these things for the past you know 10 some odd years of seeing who can come up with the best uh, predictions and whatnot so why not talk about it with you folks and, and share our knowledge and share our uh, expertise with you in case some of you are betting people and you'd like to you know put some some moolah on these uh these stakes but um this was a y- interesting year for for oscars wasn't it i mean there were I, there was no front runner for me I, how about you gentlemen was there like an, a, a front runner a clear you know like this is the movie to beat Greg, go ahead. Well, that's sort of the interesting thing is it was there was a couple. I mean, it it seemed like A Star Is Born was the movie to beat, and then mm, all of a sudden, yeah. it's not even under consideration. It might even be shut out all entirely for reasons still unclear to me. Maybe we can get into that a little bit later. Um, Definitely, but yeah, there's. I mean, there's. There's a clear front runner. Um, I'm not sure we know why it's a front runner. Maybe we can get into that too with Roma. Mm, um, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of felt to me kind of like a, a MVP race in a fo- uh, sports season. Mm-hmm. You know, where you have like one guy that's leading at like the midpoint of the season. Everybody thinks is the the MVP, and then by week twelve, it's somebody else. And then, right, you know, kind of by the end of the season, it becomes a third person. It mm-hmm. uh, it's been a weird year, I think. It's been a weird year, and I think it's also been, you know, equal, you know, a weird year for, for the movie industry. I mean, obviously, you're dealing with a lot of things that are going on right now in the world. So, I mean, a lot of the nominees this year are really kind of, you know, based on relevant times, so to speak, like timely movies. Uh, you have like a post Me Too wave coming through too, as well. I think that impacted the film industry this year as well. Um, so yeah, it's just been a really weird year for movies. And I think that weirdness, so to speak, has certainly swept into the Academy Awards with just, just dabbling in controversy left and right. I mean, this was the year that like the Oscars just couldn't make up their mind. Uh, they would make a decision. They were like, you know, 
kind of picking out what what to eat on a Friday night. Like, let's go have this. Nope, never mind. That was a bad idea. Let's go to a different direction. You know, it started off with them coming out and saying, look, we want to try to award popular films, the blockbusters, the comic book action film genres of the world. Um, and so we're going to create this new category called best popular movie which was in my mind the stupidest thing that <laughs> they've they've ever done uh and that was quickly shut down what was your uh, let me start, ken what was your reaction when you saw that announcement i mean, i was category? i was kind of mixed on it i was willing to you know indulge them i guess and see where they would go with it mm-hmm. uh but it didn't was- seem very well thought through I would have been better. I think it would have been better off if they actually just came out and said, we're going to create like three new categories. One is best comic book based movie. Why not? It's <laughs> Why a whole not? genre at this point. But then you can also do like best rom-com or best com. You just, I mean, kind of go right. Golden Globes and go best comedy. That's basically what the Grammys do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they have best That's pop out. The Golden best, Globes. That's do. All, I, mean, I was going to say the Globes are very much like that. They have best yeah. comedy and best, uh, you know, best dramas. Yeah. Right, Golden Globes. Well, they combine, right? It's best comedy slash musical. musical yeah. yeah. So I mean, they, they split the baby a little bit, but um, but, but if they kind of went by genre, I think I would have been even fine with I that mean, because I mean, to to be fair, like the Academy already has like a, a foreign language category and uh, best animated category. Animation. So I mean, well, it's, you know, it, it would be a stretch to that's true. To kind well, of expand right, but, that, but even foreign language is based by like country, right? Because it's yeah. not—it's not really a genre of movie, you know. Because you can have comedies that are foreign language, you can have dramas, right. you can have military movies, you could have horrors that are foreign language. So it's sort of a weird way to slice it when you kind of step back mm. and kind of look at it from a twenty-five thousand foot, you know, view. Well, you know, uh, what's interesting is that, like, you know, back in the day when it came to action films, like the one categories they would kind of like be hoping for would be like the best visual effects or the best sound effects editing. And like, that's why transformers is a four time Oscar award winning <laughs> film. You know, uh, I remember back in the day when Terminator two, like dominated like every technical category. And right. I think it won like seven Academy awards that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, it's interesting to see how this, and, and really, I mean, we could trace it back to the fact that this all really began with the snub of the dark Knight back in the day. And yeah, how that was a lot of people felt that like that was truly one of the best pictures of the year and it wasn't nominated for best picture. And then in response to that, the Oscars was like, well, let's just extend from five nominees to 10 nominees or nine nominees. And well, at, you know, at most 10 nominees, and at most 10, eight. And then sometimes it's nine. And sometimes and it's never yeah. 10 though. Since they made that announcement, yeah, it's, it's never, never been, been 10. 10. Yeah. Right. right. Um, but yeah. And so, uh, you know, go ahead, Greg. How, how do we feel about, two movies being nominated for best picture that have a rotten tomato score under 70 percent. i do not feel good about it <laughs> no this was a this is bad i i don't having know seen first, all of these nominees i i it's a head scratcher yeah i, I mean, I mean these two movies because i don't think anyone left the theater if either of those thinking wow that is you know that's a best picture you know i definitely I, did not yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, and that's I, and that's the problem. I think one of when I I think one is very based on reactionary times to what we're living in right now politically, mm-hmm. and I think the other was the product or result of master campaigning um, by studio uh, executives or PR teams. I mean, that's the only way I can think about it. So, um, 
And yeah, well, we'll get into that. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll dissect each category. Well, and can, yeah, and can, can I just say, where's where is uh, a quiet life on this list? Quiet I mean, place. Quiet place. Oh, sorry, quiet place. Yes. Yeah. Um, it what was it? Ninety percent Rotten Tomato. It did one hundred ninety million in the box office, which is like right. an amazing box office total for that type of movie. So it was liked by the critics, liked by the audience, and it's it, it's it's it's, uh, it's got the sound editing nomination <laughs> which honestly given which, how much that movie depends on sound is oh uh, you know it's a worthy nominee in that category yeah. but yeah i agree it right, uh, right. should have got, got a little more love uh, yeah, a little more i mean ahead of bohemian rhapsody or, or vice i mean it's vice it's just, vice yeah, uh, yeah. It, well, well, saw, it's yeah. it's yeah it's just what are you gonna do it's how it's that's that's what happens with hollywood sometimes um then, of course, you know, we get news that Kevin Hart is going to host the Oscars, which, by the way, when they announced that, I was fine with it. I was like, all right, yeah. it's Kevin Hart. Like, he's riding a wave right now. Okay. They don't, they traditionally have not had a good track record when it comes to having, you know, black hosts uh, with the Oscar. I think there's been two in the, in the past, uh, in the entire history of the, the actual ceremony. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg and, and Chris Rock. If I'm missing anybody, I apologize. I forgot Whoopi hosted. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this would be, this would have been somewhat historic. Uh, then, of course, because this is the times we're living in, oh, by the way, tweets that he made out in 2012 uh, that were homophobic and, you know, whatnot, uh, led to him basically saying, all right, that's it, I'm not. I'm, I'm backing out. And then um, we're going without a host this year, I guess. And that so was, weird. That was the end of it. But let me ask you this. I mean, I, I've always felt, yeah, a host is nice. It kind of adds to the prestige and, you know, the um, – uh, you know, grandeur of the of the evening, but you know, we I've seen award shows, other award shows do without a host, like the Grammys did it without a host one year. I've seen the Emmys without a host one year. It doesn't really impact the entire ceremony too much. So, do, what do you think? Do you think the Oscars will be okay without a host? I mean, Greg, let me if, start with you. Oh, okay, ahead. yeah. Can I start you with a correction? Apparently, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. hosted the Oscars, which I, I apologize to Sammy Davis Jr. Then, if he's listening, I apparently Richard Pryor also hosted. Oh my god, all right, right. I'm way off. Then, Chris, you're terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. Uh, uh, Do your homework, man. Uh, yeah, I so guess. we had four, we had four, yeah, we had four, yeah, not two, yeah, but. Um, that that's my contribution is correcting Chris Peterson. So go, oh, okay. go ahead. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say like, it, you know, maybe not having a host, you know, speeds up the show a little bit and we get right into it and, you know, bing, bang, boom, we're out in less than three and a half hours. Right. I mean, really you only need a host to come out and do that opening monologue. And that's, right. they disappear you, for like 40 minutes at a time. Exactly. So then you could easily just have a comedian, like, I don't know, like have Jimmy Kimmel come out and just do an opening monologue. And then, Start the show. Monologue. I feel like that's hosting. Yeah, (laughs) that's like the most work that they do uh, in the entire. uh, Watch. We'll probably have like one of those like Billy Crystal opening montages, and then you know he'll come out. They gotta have. They gotta have something planned. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we think Billy Crystal has been like behind the scenes jockeying for the job again, right? You know, it's like <laughs> I'm available. Come on, I, I got it still. Oh my gosh! For years he said that he was done, but you know, yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh, and of course, then you know, if that wasn't controversy enough, then the third layer of that cake is the fact that uh, someone decided to take off the. Um, some of these awards off TV and present them during commercial breaks, mm-hmm. which is what the Tonys does uh, with a lot of their categories. Uh, but this was kind of controversial because it was only three. 
Uh, I think and it was actually four, but four, and they were pretty important awards, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, two of them were. One was cinematography, and the other one was film editing. Yeah. Film editing, which editing. are kind yeah. of important to movies. <laughs> the moving right. picture well, and how you put it together. So here's my slight counterpoint to that. It's yes. like let's take the Grammys. Should they have an award? Should they air an award for best like? spoken word album uh, beat, beat mixing like voice synchronization well like, here to be fair the grammys hands out 75 awards that night so there's like there's 75 awards that they had like and they're looking at broadcast like here. yeah no but, and most of those awards are song related awards i mean they have like one or two producer awards but like right just my my question so my question is it's a t- my my position is it's a tv show and does anybody interested in, in Cinematography. Does anyone know what cinematography is? Probably yes. not 95% of the audience, you know, and so. But see, the, and, not, and, and but... to my, my debate point with that would be like, well, they're not going to learn if they don't, if they take it off the air. Right. Like, uh, is, 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 is the point to educate or entertain? I mean, this well, is see, that's a good both. question. That's a good, both. Why, why is like, it, that's a, that's a, yeah. False dichotomy. If you watch, if you watch the ceremony of the past couple of years, what they've done in the past, which I thought was smart, was when they get to these technical awards, they literally have the presenter, go through like this little mini montage explaining why it's important. So like, mm. um, like you'll you, like, especially when it comes to the writing and comes to cinematography and, and sound effects editing. Like I remember one year they did this thing where they showed what a sound actually it was the Terminator two year. They showed that the, one of the crashes of what it would look like without sound effects editing. And then they showed it what it with sound effects editing. And you could hear, actually see the difference, uh, from the work mm. that these people do. Right. So, so no- I think, Right. Yeah, I was gonna no say as long as doing that. Um, but like beat mixing is also important to songs, and there's no. Uh, my 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 thing is, it, we're so we're it's a celebrity driven event, right? And we're a celebrity driven culture. And until cinematographers become celebrities, which I don't think that's ever going to happen, neither will beat mixing. You know, in mm-hmm. if, in terms of the music industry, it's it's sort of like there's what's the drama, right? Because right. no one could possibly have an opinion. On what's the best, what movie had the best, you know, editing or cinematography or anything like that. You know, people have opinions on acting because people think they know what good acting and bad acting is. Um, But, you know, so that's sort of. Well, in that case, maybe we should not get. Why are we showing best director? Because who knows what goes into directing? Well, no, because directors are celebrities, so that's that. That is that is a difference, and people think they know what good directing and bad directing is. I don't think anybody has a any type of opinion what a good editing what a good editing is or not to the um, standard eye like we couldn't yeah. sit there and be like that was a great edited shot <laughs> <laughs> except for like no, i think but... like the taken series where they do like 30 takes like 30 <laughs> cuts in one jumping in the fence scene like but sound like no one would have any idea what good sound editing is or not other than wow those are cool sound effects you know which which isn't really what it's about you know what, right. what sound editing is so it's, um, I, I i think there's a position there you know i think again i wouldn't cut it for commercials <laughs> you know but would i cut it to make a three-hour broadcast a two-hour broadcast i would yes yeah well agree to disagree <laughs> so all right well i'm gonna speaking I'm gonna of which frodo and say that we've lingered here too long <laughs> nerd <laughs> nerd um and of course i think it's only appropriate that we talk about you know um the fact that we're omitting certain words because we're gonna now talk about our preview picks uh by only highlighting a couple categories <laughs> so <laughs> like, there you go uh, the irony there but here's the thing folks 
we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) total hypocrites on this show but we're gonna talk about our our you know feelings about each of the major categories and when i say major uh i'm talking of course about you know everything from cinematography is one of them but of course screenplay acting directing and of course the big boy of the night best picture so let's start with best cinematography uh let me go ahead and i'm just going to scroll through the nominees for best cinematography are a star is born never look away the favorite roma and Cold War. So, Moose, Kenny, yeah. Baba Blue, I'm going to start with you. What were your feelings on this, the nominees of this category? Uh, well, I've seen four of the five. I did not see Never Look Away. And Did anybody see Never Look Away? Uh, no, I think it's like a three-hour German movie. Oh, Jesus. And I was just... Yeah, God. that just checks all the checks all the Oscar boxes right there. Uh, really, though, I saw the other four, and I think they're all uh, great. They well, you look, got you have two amazing. black and white films in this this category. Yeah, which is um, weird. Uh, yeah, but I mean Roma for you know all of the maybe consternation over it that we might get into later on. It is a beautiful looking black and white movie. Well, he's, I mean, Alfonso uh, Kieran is, is an incredible, you know, s- photographer of film. Yeah. Um, all of his films look phenomenal. Um, so. I, re- I remember seeing A Star is Born and I would like, <laughs> I was blown away by the, the scenes that take place on stage. Mm-hmm. They really make you feel like you're in a stadium uh, or, or wherever, like on, on, like you feel the performance. Yeah. You know? Like the the size of it, right? Well, um, Matt, uh, his name is Matthew uh, Libetique. Oh, Libet- this is my favorite part. Can I just say my favorite part of this is Chris mispronouncing people's names? Yes, I'm looking forward to that so much. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a thing. So over under on how many uh, misnames? <laughs> anyway, so Matt Libetique. Uh, <laughs> That's probably watch, right. Probably, but he's he, he is Filipino. So hey. Gotta gotta shout out my Asian pride. But what he's amazing at, and and, and I'm so glad you mentioned what you liked about his Starborn, because he is known for doing all of Darren Aronofsky's films. He's done every one of them. Um, right. So he's done Black Swan. He did The Fountain. He did Mother. He did Requiem for a Dream. So he really knows how to capture. I would say, like just really cool angles, really cool emotive shots, and 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 with the way that he does. Um, you know, following point of view sometimes and things like that. It just, he, he really does shoot a good movie. And, um, I was not surprised at all that, that, uh, he was nominated. Greg, what did you think about best cinematography? Uh, this is why I wanted to cut from the show. Cause I have no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. There you Greg, go. I can care less. Um, I can tell you some gambling odds if you want. That's what I was going to say, Greg, if you don't have an Greg, opinion, you're you, give gambling us a uh, gambling, <laughs> uh, like a little insight here. So what do, you, what, do you, what do you guys think is the heavy favorite out uh, of Roma, Star is Born, Favorite, Cold War, Never Look Away? Oh, I think uh, – well, I mean, I'm looking at the – I believe I'm looking at the same odds you are. Oh, well, uh, it's like, uh, Chris. Right, so you can't yep, answer. Chris. I can't. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Roma is minus 2,000, which means you have to yeah. bet $2,000 to win 100. So it's a heavy favorite. So Ro- Roma is a pretty heavy favorite at this point. Uh, followed by Cold War is the second favorite, and then plus twelve hundred, and then Star is Born favorite uh, are tied for next, and then Never Look Away is a long shot. All right, a long shot. But do you, do you if you had to pick one of those as like a 
because I mean Roma at minus two thousand, like that's not a worthwhile bet, really. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's a heavy favorite for a reason, and so obviously uh, you're not looking to win much money uh, out of outside of Roma. I think a Star is Born is interesting, mm-hmm. I, um, but I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet any under, underdogs. So probably like a what? Stay away. Yeah, pro- well, yeah, unless you want to win a couple bucks on Roma, but that is All my right. recommendation. Good to know. Good to know. I, th- I mean, we're going to make our picks later, but right. um, this is, I, I don't see like a surefire, like that's my, like that's, it's it's their award to lose, so to speak here. Oh, I think I, Roma's the one, the, <laughs> it's theirs. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah, I really do. All right. Well, yeah, we, we, we're, we can we can hash this out a little bit uh, with when we go through our official picks. All right, moving on to the writing categories. Let's get down to the writing categories. We have best uh, adapted screenplay and best original screenplay. And let me just pull up the nominees here for that. Uh, let's do adapted screenplay first, right? Yeah. So let cool. me just make sure I pull this up. So we have uh, A Star Is Born, written by Eric Roth, Bradley Cooper, and Will Fetters. Black Klansman. Uh, by Charles Charlie Watchell, David Rabinowitz, Kevin Wilmot, and Spike Lee himself. If Beale Street Could Talk, written by Barry Jenkins. Uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me, written by Nicole. Oh, jeez, Hoffel, Hoffel, and Jeff Hollisener and Jeff Witte. And then the Ballad of Buster Scruggs uh, by the Cohen Brothers. I think this is overall a strong category of writing. Um, I mean, you've got. Some really, I mean, the Coen brothers are just amazing. They're some of the best in the business. Barry Jenkins is proving himself to be one of the, you know, an up and coming superstar in this field. And uh, Spike Lee, I mean, and, and his team, I mean, Black Klansman was an outstanding movie. Uh, what were you, uh, what was your reaction, Kenny, to this category? Honestly, uh, I love the Coen brothers, but I, Ballad of Buster Scruggs didn't do anything for me. I think that was a like they're, they're, that was like a Meryl Streep nomination. I, I, I <laughs> guess it's the Cohen brothers. We gotta get. <laughs> I just yeah I, that one that one was a head scratcher for me. Um, mm-hmm. I can't I can't really disagree with the other four. Um, right. If I had to pick a favorite, like I'd probably lean toward Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems like a pretty safe category to reward Spike Lee in. Right. Right. Um, yeah, Black Klansman is a is a decent favorite. Um, yeah. They're they're minus four hundred. Um, the other movie by the odds that are, that's in the running is If Beale Street Could Talk. They're plus three fifty. Uh, the other three are pretty long shots uh, mm. at that point. So it's, mm. it's according to the odds, it's a two movie race. I can gotcha. see that. Gotcha. I'd say I'd say probably Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Star Is Born. Can you ever forgive me? And then Ballad of Bruster Scruggs, if I had to rank them. Mm. Absolutely. I'm sorry. All right, moving on to the original screenplay. This is actually a good category, too. Good, strong category. So we've got First Reform, written by Paul Schrader. <clears throat> uh, Roma, by Alfonso Guerrion. Vice, by Adam McKay. Green Book, by Nick Vallelonga. <laughs> like I always say this with like, the question mark. <laughs> Brian Hayes, Curry, and Peter Fairley. Uh, and the favorite by Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara. And I just want to point out that the director and writer of Dumb and Dumber yeah. is nominated for an Oscar. So it's just, <laughs> so weird. Let's just throw that out there. Couple, couple Oscars now. Um, this is actually another strong uh, category that I, 
I mean, I think Roma is the front runner, obviously, because it's just going to be the front runner for a lot of these categories. But man, like, if this was given to any of these other nominees, I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, yeah, okay. I'm really happy that uh, First Reformed got nominated for Paul Schrader. Mm. Uh, he's, I mean, he did the tax, he did Taxi Driver back in the 70s. Uh, in, in some ways, First Reformed's kind of like a um, spiritual, like, sequel <laughs> or cousin to that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the they share some similarities there, uh, but the favorite uh, is the movie I'm kind of pulling for. It's my favorite. <laughs> hey, in the category, yeah. But is uh, it your is it your favorite with an O R I T? Absolutely. <laughs> no, instead of the O U R. Yeah, I, I really that's that's uh, the one I'd really like to see win this category. Nice. And well, I think honestly, Green Book and Vice have no business being nominated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think Roma does either. I mean, I, I isn't the genius of Roma about like its directing and sort of its editing and some of the the cinematography. Well, I feel like the screen. I mean, there is like a layered family um, drama kind of there, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. there's a whole like political backdrop of. But there's a whole lot going scenes. on. There's a lot going on in that movie. There is, but there's a whole lot of scenes of just pretty pedestrian talking, you know, just sort of yeah. going through the motions here, you know. So it's like I, I really think uh, Alfonso uh, Cuaron uh, made the most out of. Obviously, it's his screenplay, so I mean, it's, mm. a, it's his baby. But this is usually the the categories that usually get awarded to films that usually probably aren't going to win anything else. Um, mm. You know, like I, I I liken it to when you know uh, Spike Jones won for. Um, not Spike Jones, right? Yeah, Spike Jones for her. Was that? Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. My mind is losing it by the second. But yeah, when he won for her, because that was obviously you know a lot of people had nominated, but wasn't really going to win anything. But hey, let's give it writing because it actually is a strongly mm-hmm. written film. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think the trend that I'll see here is you'll probably see a movie that won't get a lot of names called for the rest of the night. So that's why I think Klansman's a good pick. And I think First Reformed might actually be a good pick here, too. Or The Favorite, yeah. So The Favorite is a slight favorite here, minus yes. 180. Uh, the Green Book is second. Uh, they're yeah. plus 270, so they're pretty close. Uh, Roma is next at plus 600, and then First Reformed and Vice are long shots. Um, there you go. All right, well, let's move on to Animated Feature, uh, which actually was a great year for animated film. I mean, yes. Really so was. many good, so many good, like legitimately good animated films that came out this year. And what I love about this category is really with the exception of two coming from the Walt Disney you know, empire, you have different types of animation yes. represented. Everything from 2D, 3D, stop motion. It's, stop motion, it's such a yeah. strong, strong year. Uh, the nominees are, of course, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, which was one of my favorite movies this year. Mm. Mirai, which uh, is an incredible Japanese film, if anybody's seen it yet. And uh, Ralph it? Break Ralph Breaks the Internet. And Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Chris, did you did you see Mirai? I have seen Mirai. Wow. So I saw all the other ones. You saw that one. Okay. <laughs> well, I've seen all the other ones too. But, oh, well, there you go. All right. There you go. But uh this... I mean it's 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 an, a practically all Asian cast, so you know I'm gonna like <laughs> you know I'm gonna like, represent. So right. <laughs> Interesting, like Incredibles 2 was obviously the heavy favorite for a while this year. And then then Spider-Man came out. (laughs) Spider-Man came out. And actually, I mean, you could argue that I don't think even Ralph Breaks the Internet deserves to be in this category. I don't. I don't. What would you put in place of it? Oh, that's a good. 
That's a good uh, question. Let me get back to you. Let me think. I, oh, I got it. What was that? The Snow Monster movie? The uh, the Yeti movie? All Foot? All Foot? Yeah, let's put that in there. Ralph was Ralph Breaks the Internet was not good. I'm sorry. but Yeah, I mean, it was... The problem, <laughs> the problem I have with Ralph Breaks the Internet is that it. I thought it took a wrong turn in terms of like the message it could be sending. Like it kind of touched on the toxicity of the internet and it just decided, no, let's just talk about insecurity with friendships instead and, and, and whatnot. But um, what should have been in there? Hotel yeah, Transylvania I, three. I mean, that, that was more. Yeah. Than the actually, you know, it was actually a pretty good movie this year was teen Titans go. Yeah. Oh, there you that go. That was yeah, actually a legitimately good movie. Sure. And, I heard good things about that. Oh, what about, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say Paddington too, but that's live action and animation. Yeah, sad. well, yeah. I also thought Peter Rabbit, and I was like, nope, nope, that's a, <laughs> that's a mixture of live action, which was also not a bad movie. But yeah, I Teen, I, I would rather see Teen, Teen Titans uh, two go to the movies rather than Ralph Breaks the Internet. But yeah, it's you know, it's Disney, so that's you know. I mean, the thing is, like, it doesn't really matter. Spider Man's going to win this, right? Yeah, they're the heavy. Uh, yeah, I mean that that move that movie was phenomenal. Phenomenal, one of the best. It's, yeah. Animated films I've seen, like they, if you if you read about how they how they made it, like they really, like rework the entire way that you they made the animated made an animated movie, mm-hmm. and it, the end product is just incredible. Kind of redemption for uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller in a way, yeah. From you know bouncing back from that you know Han Solo movie disaster, you know they they come back produce Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Now you got another hit on their their hands, so to speak. So yeah, no, it's uh, it, again, a strong, strong category. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love, I love me some Wes Anderson. The man doesn't can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, and I the love, river, right. Was that, <laughs> that's just repeated line from the movie. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Um, it's Jeff Goldblum, that, that, the, the, that one and the, the constant sneezing always made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <I bite. laughs> It was. I mean, it's a great film. It's just <laughs> unfortunately, this it, it just uh, Spider Man is just such a better, yeah, animated film. But uh, you know, we still love U.S. Anderson. So, all right. So let's move on to the acting categories now, which are always heavy, heavy discussion. Which of course had some surprises and some snubs that I'm sure we'll talk about. But let's start with best supporting actress, and the nominees are a- Amy Adams for Vice. Oh gosh, Marina de Tavira for Roma, <laughs> Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weiss. Wise. Weiss? Vice. Vice. Jeez. Vice for <laughs> The Favorite. All right. So, my initial thoughts with this category were Amy Adams is nominated once again, and she is not going to win once again mm-hmm. and it's it's a shame because i think she deserves an oscar eventually it's just my gosh like she just keeps getting nominated i think to be nominated but not a bad category what do you what do you guys think it's a very strong category i think yeah. um personally like I, I would like to see rachel vice win um mm-hmm. but i think um her and stone would would uh split split the votes if this were like a heisman category <laughs> You know, um, two two uh, two players from the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it it sounds like people have been saying for months that it's Regina King's uh, category to lose. And right. yeah, 
I, yeah, I, yeah. She's, yeah. Is yeah. she the favorite? Yeah, she, she is the favorite, but it looks like a two to three person race. I mean, Amy Adams is second, uh, plus three hundred, and Rachel Rachel Vise is third at plus six hundred. So, wow. I mean, it's I, I think Rachel Vise has a fighting shot, you mm. know, depending on how the votes break. And this is obviously just all on the odds, uh, the, the betting odds. But mm. uh, honestly, like I wouldn't be upset with Emma Stone winning either. <laughs> I love yeah, her so much. <laughs> She and uh, Marina Di Tavira are uh, yeah. they're they're huge. They're very heavy long shots. So. There you go. Or there you go. All right, moving on to the best supporting actor category, we've got Adam Driver for Black Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Rockwell for Vice, Maharasha Ali for Green Book. <laughs> What's that name? Maharasha Maharshala. Shit. Maharshala. See, this is what was the first one that I got? Like the very famous, is it Chitway? Oh, I can't remember. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> there you, go. you can call uh, him M. Ali if you want. M. Ali, yes, <laughs> the great goat. Uh, and Sam Elliott for A Star is Born. Now, I'm going to give you, I, I love the selections here, to be quite honest with you. I love the not, I love each nominee. Uh, I love the fact that Richard E. Grant finally kind of got some some recognition and, and do because he's done mm-hmm. some really great work um over the years but um i gotta go with my man sam elliott i love the fact that he's nominated in this uh i thought his performance in uh, sarah zorn is strikingly good i i agree yeah like that that where the fact that first of all that shot where he's turning back in the truck after they have that emotional moment with bradley cooper and you just see the tears on his face that was take one apparently. Wow. And that was actually not supposed to happen. Like um, Sam Elliott was just, he just turned around and it was just driving backwards. So he just naturally turned around to go in reverse. But originally the, the, the shot was supposed to cut before that. And you weren't supposed to see his face as he was doing that. But Bradley Cooper, obviously saw that and was like, Oh my God, we got to put that movie. And now it's, now it's one of the most iconic shots of that entire film. I gotta tell you another strong category here, but what do you guys think? Well, I mean, first of all, I'd like to point out that uh, I think Michael B. Jordan should have been nominated in this category. Mm-hmm. Um, Disagree. <laughs> you would. <laughs> he's not that. He's not Colonel Tavington enough for you. <laughs> I, let's save that for a Black Panther best movie discussion. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I, I loved Elliot's performance too. I really liked Adam Driver in Black Klansman. Yeah, he was really good. Um, yeah, I, I think the only thing that the only person I think would have who I think was missing from this category, I think you could put two people. I think you could put Timothy Chalamet from. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of talk about him getting nominated. Yeah, yeah. for Beautiful Boy. Um, but I mean, he's going to be fine. I mean, he's going to have multiple yeah. nominations. Oh, that's career. a good point. He was yeah. wow. They were they were saying he was a lock. Not only a lock, yeah. a lock to be nominated, but a lock to win if he was nominated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there were mixed reviews for the film, and they, for some reason, the Academy Awards has this thing about actors that are then be, like young actors that are considered heartthrobs. Like that's why they, no, seriously, like a lot of people that say that that's why Leo got not like ignored for years. Um, yeah. despite There's like you a know, little stigma there, yeah, like you know, oh, you're uh-huh. you know, and like Brad Pitt, too. Like, Brad Pitt was like nominated, he's a I think Brad Pitt's been nominated like four times for acting awards, never won. <laughs> so yeah. they have this thing, and um, I think the other one was was Steve Carell for I think Steve Carell for Vice was probably an earned nomination mm. more than Sam Rockwell, 
I don't know about that one. No? Well. <laughs> Having seen the movie, I, I, I wouldn't nominate anybody. That, I, the I, movie should not have gotten any nominations. <laughs> no nominations. No nominations in anything. You know what's interesting is I actually had I uh, fight people on that. Marshallo Ali as as a lock. Marshallo. 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 Jeez. Uh, you know, I'm just as bad as like pronouncing names as, as Greg is seeing the movies this year. Um, so, <laughs> like, there you go. Um, but I, I thought he was a lot, just like you said, Kenny, about the whole MVP thing about there were favorites earlier in the year. And now you don't really know so much that I felt was like him. Like I thought early on, he was going to dominate this field for green book. And now it's like, well, I don't know, like look out for these guys. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah, Greg, what what do you got for odds on this? Yeah, one? Mahershala is the heavy favorite. He's minus fourteen hundred, which is mm. pretty significant. Um, Sam Elliott is plus sixteen hundred. I'm kind of circling that for a possible wager there, just sort of a little flyer bet there. Mm. Uh, Richard E. Grant's plus a thousand. He's the second. He's the second favorite, and then drive. That, that could be a possibility too, as like a uh, lifetime achievement kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Driver and Rockwell are way out there in terms of odds. So mm. there you go. Well, Rockwell can't you know can't win every year. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into a really talked about category. That of course is best actress in a leading role. The nominees are Glenn Close for The Wife, Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, jeez, Yalitza Apricio. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, and for Roma, Lady Gaga for Star Is Born, and Olivia Coleman for the favorite. Yeah, I gotta tell you, strong category. Had no idea where Melissa McCarthy came from. Uh, that was a surprise nomination. But then I saw the movie and I was like, no. "It's a good. It's a. It, I can. I can buy it." Uh, I was like, "That was." I think this good. is the strongest category we've talked about so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's definitely going for it in that role. Uh, just I just I don't think this is a year for her, Bob. But still, no. I mean, strong year. I think if any of these women won, I'd be like, yeah, okay, like, but yeah, especially yeah. Olivia Coleman, I'd be like, yeah, heck yeah. I I really am pulling for Olivia Coleman. Um, I think it's the best female f- performance of the year. Uh, I think Glenn Close. Everyone, she's really wants good. to anoint her um, <laughs> with with good reason. But I, with I mean, good reason. but. I th- I really th- after seeing that f- movie, it felt like she got the nomination for like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, and I yeah. don't know if that's, that's kind of how I feel about Roma. Roma, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of people don't know this. I mean, this is Glenn Close's seventh nomination for yeah. this woman in the in the nineteen eighties, the entire decade. She had five Academy Award nominations during she, that entire decade. You know what? You know what? This is it. So she's like the Darren Williams to Meryl Streep's Chris Paul. Oh, God. <laughs> you're talking was, the, I think you're talking to the wrong demographic here. <laughs> <laughs> Half of our audience just turned off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you just brought that into this. But I think you're right. I mean, it's really like. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. Folks, trust us, you theater yeah. film people. He's not wrong. Um but I think I do think Glenn Coastal will edge out everybody because it's kind of it's her time, and uh, it was a great performance. I mean, it it really I thought it was a, a really 
great job. And it was just one of those like, yeah, this woman is incredible. And, uh, you know, maybe just, it's, Olivia Coleman is so good in the face. So good. I, and, and actually, you know, I don't get me wrong. I love me some lady Gaga. I am a little monster from here to the end of time. Uh, but I, part of me always will have issues with a people getting nominated for like their first time out, like type of thing where it's like, this is literally like the first like Oscar type movie you've ever done and you're getting an Oscar nomination and you win. Like, I just, I just hate sometimes now, like do, come out of nowhere you, places. Do you feel like that because they're, she's coming from uh, a different like medium or do you feel that about nominations in general? Oh, just nominations in general. To be oh, quite okay. Yeah. Like I just, I feel like, I don't know. Part of me is like, yeah, you got, you haven't, in the film you industry, haven't, you haven't figured it. Yeah, so to speak. Real quick question for you. Uh, who was better, Gaga in Star is Born or Jennifer Hudson in uh, Dreamgirls? Gaga. I think Hudson. I think Gaga was – because I think Gaga – I'll put it this way. Gaga was better in the non-singing moments. Jennifer Hudson is better in the singing moments. In the- oh, I disagree. Oh, all right. I mean – I. I thought Hudson was I, see, like I, that's why I think Hudson won the award because like if you watch her while she's singing, it's like holy crap! Like look at what she's doing, and like right, her I, performance. I, and you're gonna I even it. had issues with her winning. By the way, I was like, oh god, Jennifer Hudson, really? Um, right. right. I felt the same about Monique. Like all and just a lot of these like come out of nowhere. Oh my god, look how good they are in their first movie. Let's give them an Oscar. But weren't weren't those supporting actors roles? That's true. Yeah. Was Hudson, Hudson was supporting? She's the lead. Her character is the lead in the movie. No, nah, like, not technically. Effie, Effie is a supporting role. Yes, no, she won Best Supporting Actress. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I I, no Beyonce's, character, Beyonce's character is actually the lead actress of that movie film. But, um, she outsung and outacted Beyonce in that movie. Yeah. Just, well, that's why they wrote, I mean, not to get off too much of a tangent on Dreamgirls, but that's why they wrote that song, Believe, was to give Beyonce her moment. That was not in the right. original um, musical. So, anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, strong year. I mean, I I wouldn't. I mean, I would be annoyed if Lady Gaga won, but I wouldn't be like. I I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, I think I just I don't know. We'll see. It, we'll, so, we'll see. just a one one quick thing about that. So Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for Winter's Bone back in 2011. That was really like her first exposure. Did you have a problem with that one? With her being nominated? No. But no one really knew who she was at that. Oh, right. so you'd only have a problem if she won. If she won, right. Well, no, okay. but well, isn't your problem also like someone famous, like from another industry coming in and being winning on their first try, like Lady Gaga? Actually, to be quite with the Oscars, no. Uh, if it was, if it was, if this was the Tonys, yes, I would mm-hmm. be annoyed for it. If like, if a like, this is a good example, like Scarlett Johansson, she came in and did a View from the Bridge a couple of years ago. Never been on on a Broadway show before. She's nominated for a Tony and wins. Like it was like, and, and, and it wasn't even that good of a performance, but it's because it's Scar- Scarlett Johansson. Um, and the Tonys used to do this all the time in the early 2000s. So thankfully they've kind of stopped doing that, but that's where my, that's where my annoyance I think began. And then it kind of just translated, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, so right. yeah, we'll see. It, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I do think Lady Gaga gave an incredible performance, but I think, yeah, pound for pound, I, I would go with Glenn Close as, as the better performance. But uh, uh, Glenn Close is minus 600, uh, pretty significant favorite. Olivia Coleman is plus 400. I'm just kind of circling that as a potential. I like uh, it. Yeah, as a, as a potential wager. Bet on that. 
Kenny. Lady Gaga is plus 1,600, so Vegas doesn't think she really has a chance. I am surprised at the Roma actress, Elizia Aparicio, plus 5,000. Mm. That seems like that should be lower. Um, but And then Melissa McCarthy, plus 6,600. There you go. There you go. All right, let's move on to best actor, which is actually, again, another interesting category. I'll put it interesting. <laughs> we got Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born. Which I, I would actually give him the award for best mumbling of the year because <laughs> I needed to. I, when I watched Stars, I no joke. I turned on the subtitles. So I had no idea what he was saying in that movie. Hey, Chris, uh, I just want to look at you. You're always my role model. <laughs> uh, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, William Defoe for At Eternity's Gate, Christian Bale for Vice, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. So. Interesting category. I think of all the people nominated in this film, I think maybe one of them deserves to be nominated. <laughs> I, I think I, I'd go with two, and that's being generous. Yeah. I'd say Malik and Cooper are the only ones that I I mean Defoe. I, really? I guess Bale. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna give one nomination to Vice, and I'm very adamant that you don't give any to Vice. <laughs> um, it's Bale because there were some times during that movie where I couldn't tell if it was him or if they were actually like taking some lot like archival footage of <laughs> Dick Cheney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. But even then, like maybe that's a make makeup nomination mm-hmm. or you know costume and makeup uh, category instead of the acting. I mean, honestly. for me, I think you take out. I think you take out Christian Bale. I think you take out William, William Dafoe. I love me some William Dafoe, but yeah. But and then yeah, you put in. I, I saw that movie last night, and it's it's yeah. fine. It's just I don't know. I think I think Ethan Hawke should have gotten a nomination for first performance. Ego should be out too. And I yeah maybe. And I also think John David Washington. For I was Black gonna Man. say John David Washington, Black Klansman. Like yeah, Ethan incredible Hawk, performance. Ethan Hawke though really is. <laughs> One of my biggest snubs, yeah, yeah, of this year. Oh, I'm he, sorry. He was amazing. In and and just report. to go back real quick, I apologize. Emily Blunt got got snubbed for a Quiet Place. Let's just mm. let's make that clear. Oh, she. Did. I'm not going to fight you on that one. Yeah, I don't think I don't she, think she should have been nominated for Mary Poppins, but I do think for a Quiet Place, I thought her performance and that was amazing. Yeah, I agree. Like one of the best of the year. I mean, just that whole scene where she's you know in the bathtub and then like, oh, just unbelievable. I'm, but anyway. I'm not sure what other actress besides maybe Charlie Theron could yeah. role in that movie. Ooh, it's, it's they they're yeah. And I will they're always. Great. I don't think they've they've ever made it public, but I would love to know wh- which actress was cast in that first and dropped out, and then Emily Blunt took the role. Because that's the story. Like they cast someone else. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they had to drop out, and then John Krasinski was like scrambling to try to find another actress, and then. Emily Butler was just like, I'll do it. <laughs> like, okay. And then you just turned in one of your best performances of your career. So that happens sometimes. But anyway, um, yeah. So best actor, interesting year. I, don't get me wrong. I think there's in, in, in an alternate universe, Willem Dafoe has like three Oscars by now. But because mm. um, I think he's one of the most under-rewarded actors for his work uh, and the nominations he's gotten. But um, I think this is Rami Malek's year. And, and I think that's kind of unfortunate because <laughs> – Nothing really impressed me about that performance. And for the fact that or he's not even movie. 
or that movie. But like, he's not even singing. Like you hear Lady Gaga and Jennifer Hudson. I'm going to give them credit. At least they were singing. Like that's their voices. We didn't get that with Bohemian Rhapsody. He's not singing uh, mm. and sounding like Freddie Mercury. There, he's lip singing, and they're taking like, you know, dubs. And, and that just means he's doubly acting. He's uh-huh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's a teeth prosthet- prosthetics, and then go do your thing. But Put whatever. Put these teeth in. Anyway, all right, let's move on to the big boy. Best picture of the year. Here's the nominees: A Star mm. Is Born, Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody. Green Book, Roma, The Favorite, and Vice. Again, I think maybe one, two, three of these, four of these movies deserve it. What do you guys think? Uh, I I count one, two, three, four, five that deserve it. Oh, okay. Do you think Black Panther deserves it? Yes. No. No. I think I would say yes. But no. But not because of Michael B. Jordan. But let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's Although he's a very good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was the biggest movie of the year, arguably. arguably. Uh, and it's the movie that is going to be... It's, it's one of a handful of movies that's going to re- be remembered when people think of 2018. I don't think people are going to remember what, movie, what year it came out. But anyway, uh, no, I, I am... <laughs> I, I think it's a very good comic book film when I saw it. Was I was there ever a moment where I thought to myself, this is one of the best films of the year? No. No, I, I will say that. Yeah. Um, I, I would actually, if, if we're picking comic book films to be nominated for Best Picture, I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was a better movie. I think Avengers Infinity War was a better movie. Mm-hmm. Um you you could talk me you could even talk me into Deadpool too honestly as a <laughs> Academy Award worthy film um, which would have been amazing wow. <laughs> if that if Deadpool two have been nominated for best version that would have been amazing I I just don't th- I think uh, I hate to say it I think Black Panther's there because they're they're trying to prove a point of like look we nominated a popular film yay and this you know like and it would have won this other award had we you know had it and um. You know, I think it's. I think it's. This is the, the result of the the academy trying to push diversity and trying to, to in, embrace it, which is a good thing, by the way. It's not a bad thing, but I think what happens with that, and this is what I was worried about with the overconsciousness about these things, was nominating performances or awarding performances or, and films that don't really deserve to be there, but yet because they have diversity, um, are getting that recognition right now. And I think Black Panther's nomination is a uh, proof of that. But that's just me. Did you guys have any other movies that you would have liked to have seen get a Best Picture nomination? I would have liked to have seen um, Eighth Grade maybe get some mm. some, some uh, recognition. Uh, I would have liked to have seen maybe, gosh, maybe Hereditary. Like I thought that was a pretty mm. good one. Uh, definitely first performed in a quiet place. To your point. Yeah. I, I would have really liked to have seen Sorry to Bother You get nominated. That would have been very interesting conversation. Because <laughs> that, movie, that movie is funny, but it also pushes some buttons. <laughs> what about Crazy Rich Asians? <laughs> Stop. Greg, you really want to open that can of worms? <laughs> sure. No, here, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm recording this uh, sitting in Savannah, Georgia, um, and I flew down here uh, yesterday, and on my flight, I watched 
crazy rich agents. And I'm going to take back my original shock and anger that it wasn't nominated for best picture. Um, <laughs> you know, but I will say this, I, I do think it should have gotten, when I looked at all the categories, I, I picked out at least two, two nominations that should have, should have gotten nominated, maybe three. And that was best cinematography, best costume design and best production design. Those would be the three that I would say that's where you could put crazy rich Asians. And I would have been, you know, me and the rest of the Asian community would have been thrilled <laughs> with that. Um, yeah. I don't uh, think anybody, we wouldn't have been, you know, grabbing our, you know, pitchforks and chopsticks and lighting them on fire. So, you know, it, <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, no, the only other movie I would add is the Meg. Uh, but like, <laughs> uh, truly, truly. <laughs> well, you know, you'll have you'll have what uh, what's the Rock and Jason Statham movie coming out this summer? Oh, oh yes. Um, Tango and Cash. You know, or no. <laughs> I'm setting aside my entire weekend for that movie. Right? <laughs> that, 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 that looks that movie looks preposterous. So, absolutely. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. All right. So now that we've kind of given our thoughts, oh, go ahead. Can uh, we we should probably discuss Roma a little bit here. I feel like yes. sure. Yeah. So Greg, you said you had some thoughts. <laughs> well, oh God, I just, <laughs> no, it's touching. I'm touching my Bible. Go ahead. I, I'm I'm teeing you up. So <laughs> knock it out. It's it's just should a movie win Best Picture just for the last twenty minutes of a movie? Like, is that fair? Like, I mean, just, in fairness, I think it's the, the first... last hour. Doesn't the first hour and forty minutes of any movie matter in terms of like? Is Wait, that how long is that movie? Is that it's two hours? Did you make it like two hours and forty minutes? <laughs> no, it's two two oh five two fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so all right. So pardon me if my exact running times weren't right, but um, that's all right. No, it's... no. It's like you know, it's just does best picture just come down to like the best ten min- ten fifteen minutes chunks of a movie now? Like that's that's just. I mean, the first hour is you. You cannot rewatch that first hour. It's not. There's like, there's like, you just watch this family go about its life in a very humdrum, like, very routine way. That's not a movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's shot really well. It's shot really, really well. There's some beautiful shots in it. Um, that's great. I can take some beautiful shots outside. My- <laughs> All right. I'm going to As stop. beautiful as that, though. <laughs> But what yeah, about my... all the dog poops in the uh, in the park? <laughs> <laughs> no. So oh, and that's just my thing. It's fine, you know. Roma, it's it's fine. It's it's a good. It's... I mean, but here's the thing: you could say that about all of his films. Like all of his films have these like 20 minute sequences where it's like, oh my god, I can't. Like Children of Men is a good example of that, right. where there are sequences where it's like. My eye is shaking because I cannot, I can't blink right and now. Watch there is a scene in this movie that's kind of like that, where you, yeah. it's the, the, the kind of like the chaos around them kind of like descends upon he, them. And he's really good at directing chaos. Now he's, he's, I mean, gravity is like, oh my God, like yeah. that's, that's a masterpiece. Yeah. And I mean, even like when he did Prisoner of Azkaban, I mean, there are moments there you're like, oh my God, like I'm watching this and it's, um, he just has this great way of just grabbing you. And to your point, Greg, I think it's one of those things where you can't do that for two straight hours. I mean, the only person I've ever seen do that is uh, uh, 
it's it's Mad Max. So like, right. And then, no, you know, right. And I'm not asking for chaos for two hours. I guess I just want some type of interesting story. Um, mm. <laughs> to sort of like, you know, something. I mean, the and, story and, is uh, this. Yeah. You know, this person who works for this family, and they're you know, and oh, watch. Let's watch them. Let me, let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this. Would we? Would Hollywood be heaping this? I mean, probably the answer is yes, but. Would we be heaping this much praise on this film had we not been in 2019 with our current administration and attitudes towards Mexico? Mm. I would say I'm going to stay away yes. from that question. <laughs> no, it's, it's in, I'm going to jump into it. A, that's a, I think that's a that's a legitimate question. Um, I think I think I would say yes. I mean, I think yes be- because it's Quran. And, right. and that's why I think he would. I, he I think all and, the foreign language stuff. Yes. Like yeah, that. but I, I think I, I think the 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 academy really loves Quran mm-hmm. and Yaritu. Um, who's the guy that did Birdman? Yeah. Oh gosh, wow. I, I, I can't pronounce his name. Um, but uh, those guys uh, and Guillermo del Toro, like that group of of filmmakers, uh, like they, they really. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Yari too. Okay, yeah. So like those three guys, like the the academy, really over like the last like ten to fifteen years is really fond over those three, right? Right. Um, and, and showing a real, um, I don't know, like preference toward their their movies, right? I don't know if it's it would have gotten ten nominations. Like, had we not been in this era where we're trying, where Hollywood is being ultra you know, open arms and embracing everything that's like not Donald Trump. And well, I, I don't I think, think, I don't, I don't think it's a 10 nominated film. I think it's at least, maybe not. I think it's best foreign language. You could I talk to the, the best I director. Think the Trump backlash would, I honestly, like, even though Roma, uh, fits the, uh, fits the bill probably more, uh, what you would think would be the, Kind of like quote unquote protest nominee. I think Vice uh, fits that more um, right. mm. aptly for for this year. It's an interesting debate. Times. Well, I mean, I think one more thing we need to discuss is the fact that Roma is a Netflix movie. Yeah. It, are, do we really think like? Do and we Buster really Trug. think that Buster they Trug. are going to give the best picture to a Netflix movie? Yes. You do. I well, think, I, I think if, if it, Hollywood doesn't realize that this is the future, then they're stupid. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, because there, there is kind of like a, it's almost, it would feel like there's been a stigma, maybe not like a strong stigma with Netflix movies for like the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like if they give it best picture, that it's a kind of a almost capitulation mm-hmm. and a paradigm shift with, Possibly There's some big words studios. Sorry. Jeez. But, um, Capitulation I mean, paradigm. What, what do you guys think? Like, I, I, I think it's likely to win, but I, I, the fact that it's Netflix still gives me just a little bit of pause. Yeah. It's well, this kind of brings into another, 
now I, I know there have been Best Picture winners before that have showed up in like two theaters. You know, it's it's it kind of brings right. back the whole a tree falls in the forest. Does anybody hear if a movie's released but nobody watches it? Did it happen? You know, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's um, it, it would be very interesting precedent set to reward a movie like this that right. you know showed up in a couple theaters for a few weeks. I think Rome is still playing somewhere in some theater still, but again, it's it's in what? I should probably look this up before I'm fact checked, but uh, let's see. But, well, I think while you're looking that up, I mean, I think we're we're moving in this direction where watching watching these films at home really is the 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 standard. I mean, and and if we're if I'm being honest, like. Other than maybe like a big like rated R comedy or like these big action films, I really would prefer to watch a lot of these films just sitting in my living room by myself in silence, rather than having to worry about like you, you know candies you know crinkling like this or like you know people talking behind me during like the most dramatic moments of Roma and like yeah especially like, a movie like Roma which is a pretty quiet movie for the right. most part you know yeah. Yeah. So like I I think other you know I really do think that we're moving in this direction where you know Netflix has this ungodless um, Trevor treasure trove of funds to go out and purchase these movies uh, like Bird Box for instance that's a good example you know one of the biggest most talked about films of the year not one of the best films of the year but um, you know that was that's an example of the, of the the muscle that Netflix has these days I think that's the future and and and. You know, to your point, Kenny, there's a, some controversy right now in Germany. I don't know if you read this, but there's a film festival going on in Germany, and one of the films that's being shown at that film festival is a Netflix movie. Oh, and, and weren't they like? Uh, and they were booed like relentlessly. Mm. Now a lot, and and actually a lot of them are trying to ban the film from the festival. And then there's some controversy. Well, wasn't there uh, a cat uh, movie that played at Cannes uh, last? Year Con, that, uh, Con, sorry, Con. I pulled a Peterson. Um, <laughs> was there a movie that played there last year that, uh, or was going to play, and they they decided not to show it because it was getting a Netflix release? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read that. So, but, I mean, uh, that's the that's the kind of thing I'm 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 wondering about. Like, no, I just think it, I mean, it seems like there's still some resistance, and like you're talking about, like the future. That's mm-hmm. the future. It's uh, the question for me is, is this after, you know, whatever the 24th or whatever the, when the Oscars air is the future now, or is it still down That's the true. road? That's true. That's a good point. It's going to be interesting. Greg, I think you yeah. had some odds that you were looking up. Yeah. Roma, Roma's minus 300. Um, that's actually come down uh, a little mm-hmm. bit. Is that minus 500 uh, a week ago? Um, Green Book, which a movie we haven't really talked about uh, yet, is plus 350. Uh, according to yeah. Vegas, it's a two-movie race between Roma and Green Book, with Roma being the decent if favorite. Uh, Green Book would be like crash winning for me. <laughs> <laughs> would wow. it be like uh, not uh, what won um, the year of the social network that you got all up in arms about? Um, oh. Um, oh, the King speech. Oh god! King speech beat out the social network. Yeah, that, you were that like, you were ready to light some pitchforks there. That, yeah, that that was a <sighs> that was a travesty. So, A Star Is Born though is plus three thousand, which that's that's just that's crazy odds to it's, me. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, like it's really faded since like mid November. 
Sure, but I mean, what's what's a better best picture candidate, just in terms of movie quality, Green Book or Star Is Born? You know. Oh, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I just it's crazy. It, it, it just doesn't seem to be on better odds. Or, it just doesn't seem to be on voters' radars. Yeah, uh, I am kind of interested in the favorite at plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, it's well. So let's talk about this for a second. So Roma is a little bit polarizing amongst movie voters. We think, especially amongst the old guard, Green Book I think is really polarizing based on you know what we've heard so far from industry sources. It's basically you love it or you hate it. Um, You know, Star is Born is used to be favorite. Now it's out of view. Is there an opportunity for some other movie to sort of... That's what in? I'm wondering. Like, it, maybe the favorite would be that kind of, like, one that sneaks in and everybody's like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> It'll probably be Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> oh, gosh. I would... <laughs> uh, that would be it, worse than Crash. I would, I would have to... Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I would say watch watch for the director of the whoever gets best director. That's usually a good indicator. Um, well, Kieran's gonna. Well, Kieran is a heavy, like, heavy, yeah, heavy favorite, heavy favorite and yeah. he should. And as much as my 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 tepidness about the movie, he should win best director. I mean, he directed. We, oh my god, we had, I did. It, I skipped over best director. You did, yes. I yes. apologize. Let's go back, folks. Let's go back real quick. Wow. Well, we I can make this quick because it's pretty. Kieran's uh, heavy favorite. And, Adam McKay for Vice. Powell Pawlowski. Pavel Pawlowski. Pawlowski. Say it with W's again, please. Yorgos Lanthimos. Yorgos Lanthimos. Alfonso Kieran. My man, my guy. Now, here's the thing. I think Kieran is going to win this award with a walk but man like yeah. spike lee's gotta get an oscar someday like it's gotta happen for this guy didn't he yeah. wait did i hear he already got like a, a honorary oscar i will check that right now mm, yes he won an honorary oscar in 2016 so for how weird yeah. is that yeah yeah you get an honorary oscar and then like three years later you get nominated for one yeah. for the first time yeah he just gets an yeah an honorary Oscar. I, I don't know why though. That, That's that, weird. That is weird because like usually like they give honorary Oscars to people that like on the, on Death's Door. Yeah, like Peter O'Toole got right one a year before he died. Uh, Gina Rollins got the same year. Uh, Gina Rollins got an honorary Oscar, but she'd only been nominated like twice. So like I don't get how like you get you're nominated twice for an Oscar and you know you're given an honorary oscar uh, that's weird so i guess spike lee has won an oscar <laughs> he was he was rewarded an oscar rewarded an oscar like yeah. all right I'll, I'll give it to him but bestowed well, just don't tell spike lee it was a token oscar all right that oh might yes he might he might lose it exactly <laughs> um all right so let yeah. me let's go back to best picture yes. if, if i if we may please so can you think the movie that could sneak in is the favorite? I'm I'm hoping it is. I'm afraid that the movie that would sneak in is Green Book. Well, let's let's consider Green Book as not like the, it's a it's a second favorite. So it's, well, yeah, I'm, if 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 Roma, if they don't want to go Netflix and Roma, and they don't want to go Green Book, then I think you're looking at The Star Is Born, The Favorite, and Black Panther. Chris, do you agree? I agree. Yeah, I think I, I think Black Pan actually think Black Panther might have the best chance to sneak in here mm. in, a, in a divided vote. 
Uh, I would be very interested if if Roma doesn't win. I would be very interested to see what the uh, voter breakdown was, which I we would love, never see. I would We'd never. Love they never to see these vote totals. Out. I know that that's the other reason the Oscars is broken. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. Like I don't understand why not. Mm. Um, okay. All right. So let's go through, guys. I mean, one thing that folks should know at home is every single year. Uh, the three of us and sometimes uh, another friend of ours do what we call the Oscar King uh, competition, where we basically say whoever gets the most correct picked uh, categories is the Oscar King. And yes. uh, that is a year-long title until the following. And who's the reigning Oscar King? I forgot. Who? <laughs> you? I, well, I just assumed it was me. I figured since I... I yeah, it's really important. so important we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Such a prestigious one that we... So- uh, I didn't think it's most. Anyway, um, so let's. If do, we've let's, forgotten, then that's probably me because you guys usually like don't care if you don't win. All right, so let's go through, and uh, we will now go ahead and make picks for all of our categories. So, movies, foreign language film, go. What is your pick? Uh, I'm gonna go with Roma. Yeah, me Roma. too. All right, so we're all agreement. Roma, there. Best live action short film, and you're a liar if you said that you saw these films. No, I didn't go ahead. <laughs> Why am I always going first? I'll go skin. You're going to go skin? Okay. Yes. Greg, Marguerite, yeah. uh, is there one about the Holocaust? <laughs> no, I'm serious. That usually uh, that's, that's that's a yeah. That's always the subject. Documentary. By the way, folks, for those of you watch listening at home, documentary short subject and long subject and live action short film. If anything usually has to do with the Holocaust, it's a strong pick. But I'm going to go with Madre here. Okay. There you go. All right. Best animated short film. Go. Oh boy. Uh Bow. Yeah, bow. Mickey, bow. That movie that that was fantastic. Animated short film, I think we all are agreement. Spider-Man Spider-Man into the Spider-Man. Spider-Verse. Good. Yep. yep. Documentary yep. short subject. Ooh. Uh da, 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 da. I'm gonna go with uh, let's go with a night in the guard at the garden. So you're doing night in the garden. I'm gonna go with endgame. Black sheep. Nice. All Ooh. three different picks there. This is good. That's going to be the one that decides it. <laughs> Best documentary feature, which I have still no idea why Won't You Be My Neighbor is not nominated in this Oh, one. don't even get me started on that one. Yeah. That, that was by far the best documentary of the year. But uh. um, uh, This is, for me, pure political reaction, so RBJ for me. Because this is liberal Hollywood. <laughs> I I want Free Solo to win because that movie scared the crap out of me <laughs> as a person that's terrified of heights. Um, but I, I'm with you, RBG. Greg, how about you? Uh, Since On the Basis of Sex did not get nominated at all, this would be <laughs> the other Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie this right, movie. Right, right. Um, yeah, RBG. That's yeah, the big protest say, moment. Although I will say I I have seen Mind in the Gap and that is a very yes. good documentary. Um, yes, very good documentary. I don't think it's going to win uh, here. All right, best visual effects. Tough one. I'm going to go with Ready Player One. Mm. I actually think Ready Player One was better than Avengers, but I think Avengers is going to win. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with First Man. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Three different picks. This is good. <laughs> um, best not sound editing. Mm. I'm gonna go with Quiet Place. I'm it's gonna a- go with First Man again. Wow. 
Yeah, I think I'm going first man as well. Okay, this is good. That's a tough. Um, there's, there's. That's a two picture race, I think. Yeah. yeah. Best sound mixing. I'm gonna go with first man on this. I'm going first man on this one again as well. And yeah. by the way, folks, it's also rare that uh, the same movie wins both sound mixing and sound editing. Oh, is it? I thought it was usually if they win one no, or the it's, other. It's, it's actually. Oh, kind of... no, I've screwed up. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right I'm, I'm sticking I'll with I'll my bets. First man as well. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, best music written for, well, best original song. It's a stupid title, yeah. but best original song. Uh, I'm going to go with Shallow from Star is Born. Shallow. Shallow. Although, once again, you'll notice that RBG is also nominated here. So. <laughs> I'll fight. Liberal Hollywood. Um, <coughs> best original score. Ooh. This is a tough one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think this is where we're gonna see Black Panther win. I agree. That was a. Tre- that was a tremendous. Score. I'm going with if Beale Street could talk. Yeah, I'm Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. Now, uh, composed by Ludwig. <laughs> don't 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 torture yourself first. <laughs> Best makeup and hairstyling. I'm gonna say oh man. By the way, all three movies do not deserve to be nominated. <laughs> I'm gonna say Vice for this. Yeah, I'm gonna say Vice too. Uh you know, normally it's the Mary Queen of Scott type movies that wins this, I think, but I'm saying Vice because I think Christian. And again, if anybody says that they saw Border this year is <laughs> a liar. Um Costume design. <clears throat> this is where you typically see period films mm, done. Right, right, right. However, however, I th- I really think Black Panther could win this. That would be interesting. Mm. And uh, you know, you do have a little bit of a little bit of a um, you know, not a lifetime achievement, but this you know, Ruthie Carter's been nominated a couple times before. Sandy Powell's nominated in two cat in- for two movies in this category. Oh, for wow. the favorite and Mary Poppins Returns. Ooh, and she's not going to win. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, maybe the favorite she might could win for the favorite. She might win for the favorite, but I, I think I would actually go with Black Panther on this. I think yeah, I go Black Panther too. I'll go Black Panther as a hedge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, production design. Ooh, God. I'm going to say, hmm. Now here's, here's the kicker H- Hannah, Hannah. Uh, Beachler is the first African-American woman to be nominated for this category. And Oscars loves history sometimes. They love to make history. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't, but sometimes <laughs> they do. Um, I, don't oh. think, I don't think Black Panther... I think Mary Poppins takes this. Really? Yeah. Mm. What is production design? Set, Do we know? Set, lighting, basically anything that's not a costume. Hmm. Why is Roma nominated in this? Because it's, because it's great. I'm going to go with Black Panther. Yeah, I'm going Black Panther, too. I'm going to go with Mary Poppins. Okay. You there would. I know. Uh, film editing. Vice should not be nominated. The editing on that movie is all over the place. I am actually going to say this is the only award that Bohemian Rhapsody deserves to win. Yeah. I think the editing, there are sequences in that that are beautifully edited. I think the last 10 minutes of that movie is fantastic in terms of its editing. I'm going to go with uh, Black Klansman. Okay. Greg, how about you? Mm. Green Book. Okay. There we go. Cinematography. Roma. 
Although, do, do you think Kiriyama went to awards tonight, this this night? Sure. Yeah, Roma. 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 Adapted screenplay. I'm going to say if Beale Street. This is an interesting one. I'm going to go with Beale Street on this. I'm going to say Black Klansman. Mm. We're doing podcasting right now. (laughs) Side note Good Lord, Barry Jenkins. Like, two straight movies. Like,. I will I will go a star is born. Okay. <clears throat> Best original screenplay. I'm gonna go with first reformed. I'm going with the favorite. I'm going with Green Book. You just like you some Green Book. Wow, you love the Green despite Book. The, despite the guy is an apparent Islamophobe, but <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Best director. I mean carry on. Yep. My heart says Lanthimos, my head says Quran. I'm going with my head. Is anything No. No, no. Karan. Right. Best actress. Best, oh, best supporting actress. Uh, Regina King. Regina King. Yeah, Regina King. Should have been nominated for Jeremy Maguire. I, I mean that. Um, best supporting actor. This is tough. I'm going to say Mahershala Ali. Mahershala. I'm going to go with my boy Sam Elliott. On this mm. All right. Lead actress. Oh, man. Now, your heart moves will tell you Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. My head we, says we, Glenn Close. We leave our hearts at home. Uh, uh, King races. There are no hearts here. You guys make your picks, and then I'll, I'm, I have to pick last on this one. I'm going with Olivia Coleman. Whoa. I'm going to go with Glenn Close on this one. Oh, man. I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman. Oh, well, your heart is going to let you down. Probably. <laughs> All right. Best actor. <laughs> Begrudgingly, uh, I'm going to say Rami Malik. Yeah, I'm going to say Malik. <sighs> I'm, I, j- I, I can't go Malik. I, I, I'm going to go Vigo. I'm going Bale. <laughs> no, Christian Bale. Really? Wow. All right. Did you see, right. see Vice then? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Best Picture of the year. Who wants to go first? <laughs> <clears throat> this is for the Oscar. This could be the. De- I mean, we've all picked some different movies. This could be the deciding mm, right, right. category for a lot of us. I, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Roma. I'm going to go with the money. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go Roma too, even though it wouldn't be my pick. But I think that's what the. It wouldn't. It would not be my pick either. But I am also going to go with Roma because Donald Trump is president. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why Roma is winning. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, anyway, well, there it is, folks. That's the Oscar race. Um, that's the Oscar King. So, for those of you who might be taking notes at home, uh, you know, there you we'll, go. Uh, Maybe post that like on the website or something, or maybe yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm gonna make a little wager with uh, the the folks at home. If anybody out there gets a hundred percent correct, although there's no place to track this, and I was uh, gonna say, how do we keep track of this? I would get you Hamilton tickets, but you know, <laughs> but since there's no way to track it for accuracy, I, I take it back. But anyway, well, when I get a hundred percent on my picks, you can just there you go. Do we do we want to set a wager between ourselves, gentlemen? Oof. Like well, the loser has to do something. Now, folks, keep in mind, one year, was it for the Oscar race or something else? Uh, Moose lost a bet 
and we went to a Chinese buffet, and he was not allowed to eat any uh, Chinese food at the. That Chinese was a buffet. side bet for the movie our, uh, our movie league. Oh, okay, all right. And I was completely <laughs> miserable. Chris, do we want to take email submissions for people who think they can beat all three of us uh, in the Oscar race and Ooh. make a special call out? You know, or uh, let's do that. So, folks, if you beat all three of us. You will get a special shout out. It may be something extra. We'll, we can talk about. Yeah, it. where should they have a place where they could email? Yeah, uh, just pick one. No, um, uh, <laughs> onstage blog. Just at, give out your personal email, Chris. <laughs> Onstageblog@gmail.com. Put in the um, put in the subject line. I am the true Oscar King, and uh, we will you know collect your picks. And there you yeah, go. Yeah, and I would say if we get a ton, we probably we probably might take a random ten or something. I don't think we're yeah. going to score. We'll pull, we'll pull the names from a hat or something. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. So let's wrap this up, gentlemen. Any other thoughts on your on the overall 2018 film year, so to speak? And, and what are your hopes for 2019? Let me start there. Like, uh, I mean, for this year? Too like, there's way too much stuff in 2019 to even oh, begin yeah. to talk I mean, about. Not, let's not talk about the movies themselves. <laughs> what are you just hoping in terms of like, are you hoping to be like, are you hoping that it's better? Are you hoping that uh, more more diverse stories? Are you hoping for bigger spectacle? I'm always hoping for diverse stories. Good for you. You're um, I'm hoping for stories, period. Uh, <laughs> that's that's sort of my thing. And not actually, just directors okay. going for you know 20 minute you know uh, pieces and then just mailing in the rest of the movie. But I am hoping for less biopics. That's the one <laughs> thing that I'm well, yeah, we can always hope for more for fewer biopics. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good one good on the biopics. Um, original storytelling, that's what I say, folks. But uh, yep. all right. Let's wrap this up. Let's promote some other podcasts uh, on our onstage blog network, which is growing steadily. I'm going to say steadily, not yeah, leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. I mean, for is God's sake, I mean, we're 13 episodes into the movie musical shakedown, which is wow. like, you know, before that, I think I had done three episodes of a show, and that was like the longest tenured <laughs> podcast. And now we're 13 <laughs> episodes into one one podcast. So that's right, folks. On the onstage blog network, you can find all of our podcasts. Starting with the the music movie musical shakedown, where you can find us every single week breaking down a different movie musical, and we also have a wonderful podcast that just joined the network a little while ago called the Nobody's in New York podcast by the Brothers Stew, and these are two guys, that are two actors in New York that do a phenomenal job of talking to other actors about food, culture, wine. I mean, it's really a, an actual very very funny podcast to listen to. We've got a couple episodes of the Ripple Effect on there where we talk about influential yep. films. Hopefully we have another one coming soon. We'll have one in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Probably like early March. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. And of course we kind of do another movie court eventually. I mean, we have one episode of movie. Mm. court, And uh, well, I mean, it's so hard to get Greg. It is. This is a, by the way, folks, you have no idea how special yeah. episode this is. Because well, I, the re the reason is because I'm busy prepping for the next movie court uh, case. So, you know, it's, you it's a lot of hours at the library. You a lot know. of billable hours uh, at the library. Yeah. <laughs> Questered yourself behind the doors. There you go. Studying. Yeah. And can I also say a get guess uh, box office preview will be coming back in podcast form uh, in a couple yeah, weeks. Right. Whoa, uh, really? Yes. Yes. Can and I? Ken and I will be doing a short uh, weekly podcast every week. Uh, just That's ambitious, doing... by the way, to say you're going to do it every week. But uh... yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> we'll ten see. I, I know, will... I know, I know, I know. But, but I think, yeah, yeah, like a ten minute, like a, it'll be like a 10, 15 minute podcast, and uh, yeah. 
yeah, just uh, previewing what's coming in the uh, in the movies the following weekend. So there you go. And I'm actually starting a brand new podcast uh, next week called Musical Meanies, where we basically talk about villains in musical theater. So there you go. So if if you have like some villains that. Uh, in the musical theater canon that you would love to discuss. I'm always taking ideas, but I've got a pretty good lineup of about six or seven villains uh, in the musical theater canon, so to speak, and talking about are they really as bad as we think they are? Um, you know, talking about, first of all, are they truly evil people to begin with? So it'll be a pretty interesting uh, podcast. And I'm only doing, a, it's a short run. I'm going to do probably do about six episodes and we'll see how it goes. Cool. All right. There you go. There you go. Because, Folks, truth be told, I, I had a really great idea to do a movie villain podcast once, and I was shot down. It was a really dumb idea, and sure enough, now there's a very popular villains podcast out there, and I hate you both for that. So, well, it's a good thing we don't eat sour grapes uh, around here. <laughs> that's true, and it's good that I'm also the editor in chief, so I can just create these podcasts on a whim. But anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us, and of course, you can tune in to the Oscars, uh, which is coming up on Sunday. The 20th, yeah. 25th, 24th. 24th. Coming up soon on ABC. So definitely check that out and and make sure you check all our picks to see who truly is the Oscar king. And it could be you. We'll see. Anyway, it'll be you. (laughs) Ken, where can people find you on social media real quick if you wanted to be found? Oh, uh, uh, Twitter at uh, KenJones81. All right. And Greg, if you wanted to be found on social media... Do I give you out your handles? Yeah, Twitter at Greggy333. Excellent. Of course, you can find Onstage Blog at Onstage Blog on all of the social networks, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards. But we will see you soon, folks, at the movies. Enjoy the Oscars. So, Ken, start with you. Foreign language film. Go. Uh, go. Roma. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I'm not ready. I don't even have the, the, the nominees yet. Hang Good on. Lord. Come on, man. You're making this look like amateurs. I didn't think we're doing all the categories. Why do you think this is amateur hour? <laughs> it was in the outline. <laughs> all the categories? Oh, yes. Just... All right, all right. Hang on. Hang so go to, go to IMDb. <laughs> Can we edit Greg out of the <laughs> What's that? Can we edit Greg out of this whole thing? <laughs> uh, what are we? Are we all going from a single source here? So I'm I going from go IMDb. Up. I've got IMDb up. Yeah, right. I'm going from IMDb from the bottom of the page up. Uh, my, uh, let's see. Good lord. <laughs> so we'll start the category over again. <laughs> it's the time is one twenty one seven. I don't see nominees. <laughs> oh, do, do me a favor. Just look up like top of the page. Type in, type in Roma and then just hit on like nominated for Oscars. <laughs> Greg, top of the page, celebs, events, and photos. From the drag down, click on wow. Oscars. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to my grandmother. My word. That's my Granny. head. That's my Granny. head. Here's my how phone. you look this up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> here, okay, here we go. Nominations. Okay. This is the best podcast. <laughs> Bring it to a dead stop. <laughs> oh, it's completely all derailed. Right. All the all the way at the bottom. All right. All, all right. the way at the bottom. You got it. I have to compose myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
boy. All right. So the time is 122.51, and we are coming back in three, two, one. All right. So let's kick into the bottom category. <laughs> just, yeah. say, just say best foreign language, Phil, man. <laughs> Oh, damn it, Greg. Damn you. <laughs> all right. Oh. God, God help us if we were all in the same room. Like, this is, we're done. This is, the, the show's over. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Three, two. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Let's see. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. Three, two, one. All right.